The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, my Lord. Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, Holy Father, I pray not only for these, but for those also who through their words will believe in me. May they all be one. Father, may they be one in us, as you are in me and I am in you, so that the world may believe it was you who sent me. I have given them the glory you gave to me, that they may be one as we are one. With me in them and you in me, may they be so completely one that the world will realize that it was you who sent me and that I have loved them as much as you loved me. Father, I want those you have given to me to be with me where I am, so that they may always see the glory you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Father, righteous one, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you have sent me. I have made your name known to them and will continue to make it known, so that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and so that I may be in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What do you hear in that Gospel? Because in a way, Jesus is saying something kind of simple, but it doesn't sound simple, does it? Because he's waxing lyrical going around in circles again and again and again. What's he saying? What did you hear? Keep in mind, this is Jesus' farewell discourse. Like, pretty soon he's going to be arrested and tortured and killed and put in the ground. Okay? So, this is like the last, one of the last things he does with his little band. What's he saying? It must be pretty important. What did you hear? Sounded like he was wanting his children to love him as, he, as God loved him. Good. Good. Anyone else? Good. That's fantastic. Anything else? There was a real repetition of this. Jesus is asking God for like a particular thing. He says, may they be one. You heard that, right? Because he said it like six or seven times. May they be one as you and I are one. In other words, Jesus doesn't just want a big crowd of innumerable people. He wants one person. What in the world does that mean? What does that mean? Good, good. Yes, unity and peace. But who is the one person in which they're going to be one? This is, it's a pretty... Us and Jesus. Us and Jesus, yeah. Have you heard about the mystical body of Christ? Have you heard that phrase? The mystical body of Christ, you've heard it? Yeah, do you have any idea what it means? It means this, okay? May they all be one as you, Father, and I are one. Jesus is saying... The Father and the Son are like, like one. And, and therefore, Jesus on earth is enjoining everyone to himself. So that not just Jesus and the Father will be one. That was from eternity. That's always been the case. But Jesus wants you and the Father to be one. You and the Father to be one. All of us to be one with each other. Can I tell you, this isn't possible without Jesus. Like, like only Jesus does this. 
let's say Jesus is like the wet clay that all of humanity comes and blurs together in. And if you try and do it without him, it becomes a brittle clay that falls apart again. That's, we see that throughout history. We see it again and again and again. Jesus is the one. Okay, um, that reading that we heard, I was telling you, do you remember the joke I told you before, Mass? Can you tell it? It was about the... The Pharisees? The Pharisees. And the... Sadducees. Sadducees, yeah. Sadducees was sad. Why? Because they couldn't believe in the res- resurrection. Exactly. So Judaism has a whole lot of schools, you know, like... Just like Christianity, there's a whole lot of denominations nowadays. Um, and the Pharisees were a prominent one, and they believed in the resurrection. The Sadducees didn't. That's why they're sad, you see. <laughs> that's not why they're called that, but that's a good, it's, a good, it's a good way to remember it. Um, so, so Paul, very cleverly, pits them against each other. He's on trial, and he, say, he notices, oh, there's Pharisees and Sadducees here. So he says, I'm on trial because I believe in the resurrection. Suddenly, all the Pharisees in the room are like, what's wrong? <laughs> there's nothing wrong with him. He's innocent. Pretty clever, pretty clever. Um, the resurrection is the point. Now, let me ask you this, because it's easy for us to sentimentalize and to spiritualize and sort of make a, a harmless thing, the resurrection. Oh, yeah, sure, Jesus rose spiritually. He was in the hearts of his followers. You know, his legacies continued. That's not what they meant by resurrection. Do you know what they meant? What do you think they meant? It's scandalous, by the way. It's like a scandalous belief. Yeah? He literally rose bodily, like you could whack him. You could whack his risen body, okay? Um, He literally rose from the tomb with what we would call a glorified body, which means he wasn't just raised back to this world and then he was going to die again. People rose like that. Lazarus rose like that. Other people that Jesus rose from the dead, he rose like that. It's like they're going to die again when their earthly life finishes. But Jesus rose with a glorified body, the same body, he says to disciples, check out the wounds. This is where the nails were, um, etc., etc. But that body, just last Sunday, we, we celebrated the ascension, which means he went up to heaven, not spiritually, but his physical body somehow transcended the time and space. And now we are the members of his mystical body, so that where he is, his followers are. Where the head goes, the body follows. Our hope is that we would share in that resurrection. It's easy to sentimentalize and spiritualize. Oh, yeah, you know, my legacy will continue. People will remember me in their hearts, and, you know, I might leave a good impact on the world. Can I tell you? Boring. That's boring. That's not Christianity. No, you will live forever bodily. Touch your body. Touch it. Whack it. Imagine having a a body that physical in heaven. Just imagine that. Because, by the way, what do you think is more real? This life that lasts for like 70, 80, 90 years, or heaven which lasts for eternity? Which is more real? Just think about that for a second. Sometimes we think of heaven as like less real than earth. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. You are made for heaven. And your body and your mind and your heart and your memory and your everything is made for eternity. Close your eyes and think on that for a second. And think on those powerful words that Jesus says, Father, may they be one as you and I are one, so that they may know that I love them, so that they may know that you sent me into the world, and they would be where I am forever.